The brands that I've operated and run have primarily had just-in-time inventory, like uh, Native and a couple others that I've run. Native would produce deodorants. You know, today's Monday that we're recording. If you bought a deodorant today, it was probably produced on Friday or like mm-hmm. Thursday. We never had a ton of cash tied up in inventory. And I think people don't realize how special that is, especially when you're starting out. If you can get terms from your suppliers so that you don't have to pay up front. Like, you know, Walmart and Target, when we send them inventory, they don't immediately pay us. This is episode two of uh, season three. We dropped our first episode of the season with Ty Haney. That's out. Nick, I think you're probably on the shrooms. No, no. She sent you weed. Go- I don't know what she sent you. THCV uh, joggy. THC. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not shrooms. Uh, don't be putting rumors out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I need yeah. a drug company to sponsor me first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to have the Sonola cartel out of Mexico sponsor you. <laughs> I hope they like a D2C audience. The amount that you charge will be, you know, they'll be like, go in your backyard and dig a hole for like, you know, four feet deep. And we buried money there. Yeah. And we don't know how much is there. Tell us how much it is. Tunnels is their uh, Facebook ads. That's how they That's get right, to you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch um, that show with the guy from Arrested Development on uh, Netflix where he was like a drug dealer? I forgot what it was called now. It's uh, the thing in Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Ozark, uh, Ozark, Ozark, Ozark. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. such Did a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh show. yeah, Ruthie. Um, yeah, that's right. She was an amazing character. Uh, but we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about operations uh, from this uh, article I read tw- twenty years ago in the Wall Street Journal. We're going to talk about Bulbhead, and if we can get to it, we're going to talk about Pietra Studio. So a lot of stuff to get through today. All right, should we talk ops? Yeah, let's move, let's talk ops, and then we can move on to uh, Bulbhead, which I don't know anything about, so I'm really curious awesome. to hear your thoughts about it. So, you know, uh, when we were like oh, at some point during the um, holiday break, I saw this article about operations from 20 years ago in the Wall Street Journal, uh, and I linked it. It was on the published shirt. 20 years ago. It was published 23 years ago, believe it or not, oh, wow. in September 2000. Like um, when I was still in high school and Nick, you, I'm not sure when I you was were four, four, but it's probably around there. Okay. Yeah. You were four. I was in these diapers. It was in the diapers <laughs> that they talk about in the article. Yeah. Was, uh, that's crazy. Uh, so like, basically it's an, uh, it's an article that talks about operations and how brands are, oh, at the time retailers and brands were trying to do a better job collaborating to provide real time inventory or just in time inventory to um, retailers. So uh, really is a case study on like how Costco and Kimberly Clark, Kimberly Clark is the maker of Huggies diapers, worked together to make sure that like they could stock Costco's with inventory, but never have too much or too little inventory. And so there's a few things that they talk about. One is they say, hey, we need two weeks of inventory. Like they, they were, they're like, every Costco should have two weeks of inventory of every single product. And, you know, Huggies diapers have different sizes, right? If you're a newborn versus, you know, if you're Nick Sharma, four years old, you're probably wearing different size diapers. And so, uh, so uh, you know, they're like, hey, we got to get the diaper sizes, right? And we want two weeks of every SKU in stock. So Costco at some point basically outsourced this to Kimberly Clark. And they're like, you do the inventory management because you're good at it. Uh, and you have like the supply chain credibility and uh, chops to be able to do this. And so some guy uh, in like Los- some guy in Wisconsin would be managing all of Costco's Huggies diaper SKUs. And, you know, he, the guy in Wisconsin worked for Kimberly Clark, worked for Huggies. And he was like, okay, we need to send more Huggies to this store at Costco. We need to send more Huggies to this store. 
Look, the article details he's never set foot in a Costco because he lived in Wisconsin and at the time there weren't any Costcos there. And so he was just like uh, doing a really good job of this. And then Kimberly Clark did this one thing where they're like, we're going to make supply chain operations even easier. We're going to get rid of separate gender diapers. Boys and girls don't need two different types of diapers. And I'm not sure the logistics of like, you know, I'm not sure I understand how diapers work well. But like, you know, uh, they were like, we're going to get rid of uh, boys diapers and girls diapers and have a unisex Mm -hmm. diaper to make it easier for everyone. And so they did this progressive of them. It was quite progressive. Yeah, I think it was really like, I mean, you know, it's just supply chain ops and they're like, this is better. Um, yeah. And it was really smart of them. And, you know, it details how like, you know, P&G, P&G, like they interviewed some guy at P&G and he's like, um, the holy grail of supply chain ops is some, this is, he should not have said this. He's like, someone buys a roll of bounty paper towels. We cut down a tree at the same time. Like, you know, someone buys bounty paper towels. We cut down a tree so that we can make another roll of bounty paper towels. But I thought it was really interesting that retailers were trying to do this, like, you know, just in time inventory. And it got me to thinking that like, you know, the brands that I've operated and run have primarily had just in time inventory, like uh, Native and a couple others that I've run, like Native would produce deodorants, you know, today's Monday that we're recording. If you if you bought a deodorant today, it was probably produced on Friday, or like Mm -hmm. Thursday. And so we never had a ton of cash tied up in inventory. And I think people don't realize how special that is when you can get, or especially when you're starting out, if you can get terms from your suppliers so that you don't have to pay up front. Like, you know, Walmart and Target, when we send them inventory, they don't immediately pay us. They're like, we're going to hold this and we're going to try and sell it in the, you know, two weeks, the uh, the two weeks of inventory you gave us, we're going to try and sell it in the next two weeks and then pay you. You know, we did a good job of like having just in time inventory. So we never had more than a million dollars tied up in inventory, even though we were selling millions of dollars of deodorant a month. You know, we weren't keeping a lot of cash tied up in there. And I think not enough founders uh, think about that. So I just wanted to like flag that article because I thought it was really great. For native, how would you do that? So you would, it would get produced in Texas and then yeah. you would drive it over the weekend to like a 3PL, they would unload it right away and then it would pretty much ship almost immediately that's exactly right in fact we would have two pickups a week where we were like we're picking up three pallets or four whatever they had we never did full truckloads we did uh partial truckloads and like yrc um I, uh, nick i hope you never have to go through this you actually you probably have that's to. the one you kidding? i yeah, think told me weekend. to use the yeah, first yeah. time yeah so i think i did use it yeah, they're the guys who have like a pretty good online portal and like they're reliable. So like they'll say, okay, we're going to show up on Tuesday and delivery will be Thursday. And you can guarantee delivery on Thursday if you pay a little bit more. Like we would use them because you could book everything online. Everyone else, you got to like call people and all this shit. It's really annoying. YRC had a really good online portal. Um, and so we would have them, you know, we'd book them and every day they'd pick up or every, twice a week they'd pick up five pallets. And drop it off. And so, like, you know, that's how we had real time inventory. We paid more in freight costs as a result, but, you know, we never had more than $5,000 tied up, or not $5,000, never more than a million dollars in inventory tied, a million dollars of cash tied up in inventory. Wow. The other thing um, this got me to thinking about was like Costco and just generally how it fits into the landscape of retailers. You know, Costco undercuts everybody. And at Native, we had this strategy of trying to never sell into Costco, which is weird because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm in Costco. This is going to be great for my brand. And while it turns a ton of inventory and it gets your eyeballs in front of a bunch of people who are going to be good customers, it just destroys your pricing capabilities. Because at Costco, you know, if you're selling three deodorants and you're like, look, I sell them for $30 on my website, they're like, we don't give a shit what you sell them on your website. 
we're going to charge 15% more than you charge us for them. Like that's our model is no we don't care what it's sold for elsewhere. If you sell me this pen for a dollar, I'm going to sell it for a dollar and 15 cents. That's my business model. And you're like, well, Walmart sells it for $2 and on Amazon we sell it for $2. They're like, well, that's everyone else's problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're selling for a dollar 15 and that's that's what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden Walmart's like, "Hey, at Costco, this is a dollar 15. We need to drop our price, price to 15 too." And so then yeah. Amazon does it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I had all this brand equity built into this pen. Uh, you know, I was selling it for $2 and I sold into Costco. And now my price is $1.15 everywhere and I can't do anything about it. That is very true. In fact, I just placed an order for Costco last week to buy some, uh, just buy some groceries. And Hint, a pack of 15 bottles of Hint comes for uh, $14.27 each, which is $0.95 cents a unit, whereas online, that comes for $1.66. And then you're right, then everybody else starts matching it and saying, well, your cost per unit, your cost per thing. And I even remember specifically in the summers, Hint would go a dollar per bottle in Target. It was great because it drove a ton of velocity. But the biggest downside was Amazon has all these algorithms set up to quickly snipe discounted product to justify bringing your price down without you even being able to do anything about it. So especially if you're vendor central, which is where they buy the pallets from you directly and they sell it and they ship it, they just go match whoever and then they beat you over the head to get the product even cheaper. Definitely. Because they're like, you can sell it to, like Costco can sell it for 95 cents. Why are we selling it for $1.66? We're dropping the price. We need the margin. You were charging us a dollar to buy the bottle. Now you're going to charge us 50 cents. Otherwise, don't ever sell on Amazon again. Right. Uh, That's crazy that the price price difference is so much. 95 cents from Costco. And it was $1.66 on Amazon or on Hinsa website? Yeah, I could repack this and make money. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is hilarious. You know, I met these guys whose business it was. They'd like go to, um, I met them at the Super Bowl, believe it or not, a few years ago. And they would go to like Home Depot and TJ Maxx and be like, oh, we found these ceiling fans and they're on clearance here. We're going to buy all 250 that you have because you're selling them for $30. And on Amazon, they're selling for $90. That's so we incredible. can price them for $60. And, the, you know, their business, like, they were braver than I am. Like I'll readily admit that because every day or every week they had to get into a new business, which was we're going to find a new item on clearance. Uh, that item is selling cheaper here than on Amazon. We're going to buy it and uh, undercut the Amazon price on Amazon. But like you know, they were selling ceiling fans this week. A month from now, they could be in like you know dog food or like you know cat litter, and uh, you never knew what they were going to get into. And I thought that was bananas. You remember a couple episodes? You mentioned that Quip toothbrush that you bought at TJ Maxx. They could have bought all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. My, my sister used to do a version of this where she'd go back to college uh, a couple weeks early because she, she was a college athlete and she would get all the books from the donated bin and flip them on Amazon with a, you know, a, a $99 seller central account. And then she, she would get, uh, I bought a notifications. I bought as that app for like coupons and retail and she could find stuff that was, high demand on Target, discounted there, and just flip it to Amazon. Wow. Entrepreneurship runs in your blood over there, huh? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> the first, My first foray into e-commerce was something similar. I would buy um, these things on eBay called grab boxes for like a dollar where people were like, I'm selling a box of garbage. 
for 99 cents and it's literal garbage and I would buy it and I'd be like, okay, let me break down the items and see, is there anything here that'll sell for $7? Like, you know, somebody will have a garbage MP3 player, but then you'll be able to sell it for $7 and you bought them. And then you're like, okay, that covered the whole box and the shipping. So all this other garbage is free. And then you're like, oh yeah, everything here is, you know, I probably made like a few hundred dollars doing it, but um, yeah. That was my first foray into e-commerce. That's probably when I was like in middle school. The school. the adult version of that a friend of mine does where he'll just buy storage units that have been abandoned for like 50 bucks, 80 bucks. And then whatever's in there is his. So he has to clear it out. But, you know, he might find like a, a gaming machine in there or an Xbox. And, you know, then he can flip that. There's a, multiple TV shows on the history. The History Channel used to be this channel about like, you know, World War II and Vietnam War. And now they're like, here is people buying um, <laughs> yeah. you know, storage wars. It's, so it's like HGTV storage wars, right? 2.0. It's HGTV. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched one episode and this guy, like they bought, a, they bought a storage unit and it stunk so bad and they're like, we don't know what this is. And the guy bought it for like $500 or $1,000 and it ended up being a hot dog vending cart that still had like gross hot dogs in there. But he's like, oh. I'm going to clean it up and it'll be worth you know $4,000. That is disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting. But yeah, that oh is the adult God. version. I can't, like, you know, it's amazing how much, how many ingenious and creative ways there are to make money. And people are totally. just doing all these things. Like, you know, your sister doing that, your other friend uh, going into storage units and buying it. Amazing. All right. Should we talk about Bulbhead? Yes. I would love to talk about that. All right. So last night, it's a long weekend here in New York. So last night, probably around like 11 o'clock, I'm just sitting watching the Australian Open on ESPN. It just started. You know, so ESPN, they understand who's watching on a Sunday night at, you know, 10 o'clock p.m. It is old people, okay? It's nobody <laughs> under the age of 40. It's people who can be tricked. It's people who you could tell them that, you know, like horses now grow wings and they'd believe it. So, my guess is that they didn't under they didn't realize you know the whoever places the ads or schedules the the programming of the ads didn't realize that you know a much younger demo was going to come in and watch for the Australian Open starting so they're running all these old people targeted ads so I see this ad and it's this thing called Lizard Flare have you ever heard of this no yeah it sounds like a name that you might be able to trust but like you won't distrust it and it doesn't sound like some fancy like. D to C brand that's going to be overpriced, no. right? Correct. So Lizard Flare, you know, they're showing this ad and I love listening to like the angles of a of of the script in an ad. So as I'm listening, they're saying, you know, basically the product is like these flares when you get into a car accident, put these flares on the street. Problem with flares is like, you know, you can burn yourself, I think, or, you know, you might be able to injure yourself somehow. So it's not old people friendly, which is again, who we're talking to. So there are these lights that, you know, they show like all these different versions of, you know, it works in snow, it works in rain, it works in the fog, it works in a fire, you know, they have a fire truck come and run over it. And they're like, that's 300,000 pounds running over it. (laughs) And it still works. And so now what else is interesting is they, they keep pulling you to like call this phone number, this 800 phone number. There's also a site, but they don't push it as much. In the ad itself, they're constantly saying things like, due to rising costs and supply chain shortages, this is the last time we're offering this. The offer is only valid for 24 hours. You know, you can only get two packs. And so the other thing they said that I thought was interesting is they even said like, 
in the ad, they're like, everyone in your family should have this in their car, right? And like, who do you say that to? An innocent old lady who just wants to take care of her family. So I started thinking, all right, I got nothing better to do. I'm calling this 1-800 number. So I call the number and instantly it gets picked up. It sounds like you somebody's call picking the number? up the phone. You call oh the yeah, number. of course. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. all in on this. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So I call the number and you know, it's like, thank you for calling Lizard Flare. You know, we're going to help you make this order, blah, blah, blah. Almost immediately, it starts upselling you. So, you know, they don't tell you in the ad that you get six lights per pack. They just tell you that each light is only $9.99 and you can only get a max of two packs, right? So in your head, you're thinking, all right, we're going to make the call. It's 20 bucks. Turns out there's six in a pack. You can only get two. So you can only spend $120 plus. $7.99 for shipping and handling, which is, you know, when I heard that and you think about how much sales these guys are definitely doing, these guys are making millions off of this. Shipping is no longer a valid argument to say that that is why people are not purchasing. So anyways, they start pushing you and, you know, you get two packs. I hit the one pack button to see what would happen. It starts upselling you into the two packs. So you get the two pack. Now, what else is interesting is you you don't ever talk to somebody. So I actually expected that I would talk to somebody in India or in the Philippines. But instead, I'm basically on the phone and they say, what's your name? Say your name and then spell it. So you know, I, I said my name was Billy McFarlane. So I'm like, Billy McFarlane, then I spell it out. It's an automated voice. It, sorry, it's it's just like fully a rec- automated. Wow, and it knows wow, when to okay. start recording and stop yeah. recording. Yeah. So my guess is they have like somebody, you know, instead of the Indians on the phone, they got the Indians like listening to this and writing it down. Yeah. And uh, I didn't end up going through the whole thing because I didn't want to give them my address or my number or card number, but I assume that's how the rest of it happens. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so then I started, you know, I went to their site. Did you, have you pulled up the site? Yeah. Uh, I pulled up their Amazon page actually. Okay, so their site looks like dog shit. It yeah. is probably the worst site I've ever seen. It's got, <laughs> it's basically made up of like six images. And then yeah, you have yeah, this yeah. really old school checkout on, you know, the bottom left. And uh, even the way that they wrote out like the pricing on the page itself, it's hard to see what you're actually paying versus what the cost of each unit is. So anyways, I think this is, this is very much built to old people. So I looked up the TV commercial. 24 hours until it's all gone, right? This commercial has been running since July 2022. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know why. I, I can't imagine. That's like, the, oh, our sale is ending next, tomorrow. Uh, right. It will get extended. Oh, it's extended. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they've been running this. So then I, I tried to find their, just some more info, came across their YouTube, clicked a link in their YouTube. Turns out there's a whole company called Bulbhead which makes all these, I don't want to say garbage, but it kind of is garbage that is just sold on TV. They have a a toll-free number to call. You get free shipping. You know, you can go to their bulbhead.com. That's like their marketplace site. So these guys own uh, Lizard Flare and a bunch of other, like, uh, of these. Yeah, they they invent all these things. And basically, it's the guy that invented or created As Seen on TV, an Indian guy, I think, is behind this. And oh, um, oh, never mind. He's never American. He's got an Indian kind of name, but oh, never mind. He is Indian. Indian out of New Jersey. This guy doesn't get more Indian. And he basically, you know, he holds a hundred over a hundred patents on this. 
this is all he does. He just launches products and he knows the funnel. He's got the phone funnel dialed in. He's got the TV commercial style dialed in. He knows his audience to go after. And um, this guy just launches product after product after product. I'm just going to name a couple that you might recognize. I don't know how much TV you watch, but you know the Amber Vision sunglasses that instantly you put the glasses on and it's like you went from a 360p YouTube video to like a 720p. You got the pet egg foot file. You got the pocket hose. You got the slim cycle. You got the hurricane spin mop. This guy just does not miss. And every single one of them is TV to a phone funnel. I did not know of this guy. First, really great research. Uh, thank you for doing this. This is awesome. You went like deep in this. You watched an infomercial on during the Australian Open and you're like, I'm going to find out who AJ Kubani is. <laughs> that's his name, right? That's his name? AJ, that's his, that's, name, uh, yeah. that's his name. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, first, a really interesting, like I saw on Amazon with the lizard flare, uh, you know, it's got four and a half stars. The last uh, review was top review from other countries. Saw this product on TV, purchased as a gift. There was no way I would give this to someone. I would be totally embarrassed. <laughs> product is a cheap piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other reviews are four and a half stars. And frankly, I understand why this thing exists and why flares exist. Like I've had a flat tire. I was once driving in Scotland, had a flat tire, and I was like, I'm afraid a car is going to drive over me while I'm trying to fix the flat and kill me. And like those flares would be super helpful. I cannot believe this Indian guy's been doing this. Like, how do we get in touch? We got to try and get him on the podcast. We got to get this guy on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially if he lives in New Jersey and he's Indian. That's crazy. I don't recognize a ton of these other products. Do you recognize them? Like the um, Hula Hoop Trainer and the yeah. Ruby Space Triangles. Do you recognize so those? So I definitely recognize some of these. Uh, the Angle View Mirror, which, you know, like you can, it's inspired by race cars who drive fast. Uh, you know, I, I recognize that I recognize, yeah, some of these, the closet stuff, but dude, I don't know. You know what I really want to know is like, how do they figure out like, what is uh, essentially they're like, they're foreshadowing trends before they're trends in a very specific demographic. Yeah. How do they figure out what, what to like, um, start selling? Is that what you mean? Like what? To, yeah. Uh, per, yeah. Yeah. Great and question. also I wonder like, why, why haven't these, so like, bulbhead.com is built on Shopify, but I wonder why they haven't gotten further down that rabbit hole of like, can we get more online orders? I mean, if you go to the lizard flare site, it is not on Shopify. It's some like static page. In fact, it's really hard to find any tech on this page with PayPal as a payment processor. But like, you know, why not have this on Shopify and why not have an easy upsell for some other shitty TV product that somebody's probably going to buy if they're buying this. Yeah, that's a great question. Like, why lead people to a phone funnel as opposed? Maybe it's because you know what you mentioned initially, which was the people who are watching this are old, old people who are watching the Australian Open uh, post ten p.m. But even then, like you know, forty year olds are using the internet. Our number one demographic, or our cheapest demographic in native for a long time, was women over the age of fifty-five. Um, yeah. So I don't believe that, like you know, these people can't be. You know, maybe fifteen years ago wasn't the right time to introduce them to the internet, but today, sixty-five-year-olds are purchasing things on the internet for sure. So I'm surprised that they don't have more of a a funnel built for the internet. But y y like you know, it does exist, and it's pretty easy to go through. Frankly, like it doesn't look nice, but you scroll down, you like go to order now, and like you know, you just select the number of units you want. It's a one-page checkout on a landing page. You know, you 
you select your type of payment, you put in your credit card number. It is really easy to do it, but it looks like it was made in 1982 for sure. Yeah. Which maybe to that demo is like a sign of safety. I just looked up his, uh, I found an LLC that he's associated with. This guy has got patents on patents. Like this guy does not stop filing patents. I think he files a patent almost every month. I lo- he obviously wrote his own um, Wikipedia article because he said he and his wife had a modern arranged marriage in 1985 and have been happily, <laughs> happily married ever since. Like This is very clear he wrote this himself or had somebody do this, but he wrote, he frequently guest lectures at Princeton University, which is fantastic. I think more universities should have people like this, like hustlers, Agreed. teaching you how to like what real life is like. I don't need to know, you know what my ptosis is. I need to know how to sell products on Amazon or run an infomercial. I'd be really curious to understand the economics behind it. Like, What does it cost to run an infomercial and how long will it last? Like, Do celebrities help? Do you need an A-list? I was talking to some guy recently and he's like, um, we were trying to get an A-list celebrity and then instead we got a football player that had had some like, you know, trouble with the law recently and it was you know instead of being a million dollars it was just tens of thousands of dollars and like That's low amazing. tens of thousands of dollars and he's like you know yeah it wasn't the best person to get but like you know it, it was a great brand endorsement and it looked good to me too i wonder like if that kind of stuff helps with this have you heard of one called flex tape flex tape uh it sounds familiar FlexTape is the coolest product I've ever seen on an infomercial. It's this guy named Phil Swift. I think he's the guy who like does who hosts the article or hosts the infomercial. And he's like, this is the strongest tape in the world. And what he does is he cuts a boat in half, literally a, like a canoe in half, and then he uses flex tape to repair it. And then he goes out in the ocean and is like, look, I'm on this canoe on top of a bunch of sharks. That's how much I trust this because this tape is going to fix the boat and it's waterproof and it will not let me sink and I will not be eaten with these sharks. It, like when wow. I saw it, I was like, I need to get this product. I was like, I don't have a house. I have no reason I need tape, but I need this product right now. It's really convincing. You know what's fun to do? Like, have you played around much with ChatGPT? Yeah. So, you know, if you give it like, uh, if you're like, hey, I'm selling a deodorant, um, write me five Facebook ad headlines for the deodorant. So it'll write five. And then you say, now write one like I'm a Trump supporter. And then write one like I'm a Biden supporter. The differences in how it writes it is so different. And I honestly feel like this style of a commercial is just a different version of communicating your product, right? It's like, okay, we know our audience is super old and they respond to seeing visually stimulating things with sirens flashing or like the Phil Swift guy, you know, like doing something super over dramatic to kind of convey the point. But I still think like, you know, I think Glossier could do that too in their own way. I completely agree. In fact, I always wondered why more direct-to-consumer brands aren't doing these types of infomercials. Like if you're a Casper mattress and you're like, yeah, I can buy the New York City subway, you know, maybe 10 years ago wasn't right for your brand, but today, isn't it a ton of like value accretion and revenue generation? Because you're like, I bought 30 minutes in the middle of the night. You know who's up? Insomniacs at yeah. two in the morning. Uh, why don't I sell you a bed? Oh, your back hurts. You can't sleep. You know what's good for uh, sleeping? Casper mattresses. I'm surprised more direct-to-consumer brands uh, don't play around with this. I, I'm really like I think it's great that direct-to-consumer brands are on QVC. Like I always think about Curie deodorant. Like uh, you know Sarah, she's on QVC all the time, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Always selling. People out. should break into this market. Agreed. Um, like we're we're only like direct-to-consumer brands are only tapping like the obvious channels like Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. There are other channels that are old school that we haven't touched that I bet have a ton of value. 
it's the the hindrance of having to put your pants on though to go yeah. and talk to those people versus right. just yeah, sit yeah. in your underwear and run Facebook ads. Yeah, and it's a lot more risk because you got to buy an infomercial, buy inventory yeah. so you can ship it out. Figure out how to like, edit like that yeah. and write scripts yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, different world. Yeah, yeah, it is a different world. All right, should we talk one more or should we cut it there? I think we got to cut it there because we're at um, almost an hour already. So I think we should talk more about AJ Kubani, this guy, the OG Agreed. directing. I'm going to try guy. to find a way to reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, he's in New Jersey. I'll go knock on his door. Uh, oh, I love this uh, photo you have of him wearing these sunglasses on here. Is that really him? He looks <laughs> like a so. Bollywood actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! That Isn't is so that good. every Indian's goal is to just eventually be the Bollywood actor that you never could? <laughs> For sure. Believe it or not, my mom called me earlier today, and she's like, "I think I just saw your face on TikTok." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "What is this thing? I don't know what this is." And she, like, she's like, "It says you something supply." Now? Yeah, she's like, is this on TV? I want to tell all my friends. I was like, no. And she's like, you're doing it with another Indian guy? How many Indian people are you surrounding yourself with? <laughs> uh, so she just discovered that we were doing this. That's amazing. My mom will listen to it and she'll be like, how come he cusses so much sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. In fact, when I was saying that stuff at the beginning of the episode today, I was like, wow, this is not good. People are listening in their car with kids. So I'm going to try and stop. That's not my New Year's resolution this year, but I'm going to try and uh, do a better job of that anyway. That's so funny. Okay, awesome. This was a great episode. Thanks for bringing all this research, Nick. This was fantastic. Like stuff that I would never have thought about. It's season three. We're not coming with anything except the propane. Yeah, this was fantastic. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, If you like this episode, uh, please follow us on Apple or on YouTube. Listen up, we're getting uh, we're going to release season three, or I'm sorry, episode three next week. Uh, If you have any questions or things that you think of things that you think we uh, Nick and I can do better, uh, please shoot us messages or just tweet at us. Uh, We're constantly reading those. Also, make sure you leave a review. Send this to a friend. Drop it in a group chat. Take a screenshot. Have it ready to send when your conversations get boring. Just do something. It's limited supply. Awesome. That's episode two. Thanks so much, guys. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next time to cut through the noise in CPG, retail, and e-commerce. And if you enjoyed this episode, then why not share it with a friend? And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss the next one. 